Welcome back, everybody. It is July 27th, 2023, and we are a month away from football, at least. It, we are almost back, guys, and that's that's what I'm excited for. We've got college football. We've got NFL football. Uh, and then you roll into sp- into the spring, you're going to have XFL. You're going to have the USFL. Ghost Titans, by the way. It uh, So it's, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time for football fans around the country because we're about to have football for six to seven Maybe even eight to nine straight months if you're counting counting the USL, USFL and U, uh, and XFL. So I'm excited, and I know all my all my fans out there who are football fans are excited as well. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Uh, we've got a good show. It uh, we're going to be going for some overrated teams, some underrated teams, and re- really just some teams who can make some noise. Now I I released a video earlier today saying. That I was gonna have a podcast out tonight, it uh and kind of broke that down. But it um with with some overrated teams, I'm going to start out with those first, and then work my way into the teams who were a little bit underrated. So with uh so with overrated, first off, I would like to start out um now. This team was my this team earlier in the year was uh one of my teams that was gonna make the college football playoffs. Now I do not know. Um, <laughs> it it's interesting, man. It with with and and with this team, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say the name. It uh, USC. So I'm very concerned with USC's def- Excuse me, USC's defense. Um, and I don't know if it has gotten better from last year. And that is a huge concern because everybody saw it on the big stage. Uh, you, you give up. 40 plus points to Utah, uh, even in the regular season, uh, you you have Utah ended up beating you. It, it it's gosh, it's it is something that needs to be talked about more because with USC your offense is good. And I had a buddy of mine, uh, he talked to me about this earlier in the year. He was like, man, uh, this is right after I made my predictions for the uh, college football playoff. It was uh, LSU. Um, ah, who was it? It was LSU. Georgia, because I had LSU beating Georgia in the SEC championship game, and Georgia going undefeated and then losing to LSU, uh, USC, and then Michigan. Uh, well, he talked to me about it, and he was like, man, that defense is not good. You need to look at it a little bit more. And so I took that advice to heart, and when you look at it, you really, really, you just do not see where this defense could improve. Now, I could be wrong. Now, this defense could be improved. I don't see it happening, though. And – thing with USC is that their offense is going to be good. Uh, you do lose Jordan Addison, though, who is one of the better wide receivers uh, in this in the 2023 class. So it, it's 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 very difficult to for me. It's difficult to put a name on how this defense is going to do uh, this year. Um, now you have a great head coach. You have Lincoln Riley, who's came in and he has gotten this program where they would like to be. Now when you look at when you look at their defense, though, it's and, and by the way, Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley has had these types of offense or had these offensives. They have he's had great offenses. Now, if you look at his defenses historically, they have not been good. They were not good at Oklahoma when he translated or transferred over to uh, USC. That, that has translated. So, not having a defense is obviously not his. Or ha- having a defense is obviously not his focal point because if it was, we would see this defense go from 
or improve from year to year. But I just don't think it's going to happen uh, this year. And you saw it at Oklahoma. It never really improved. It was always just kind of bad <laughs> and average at best, and it wasn't even average. So you can't – you can't, I don't want to sit here and go hard on USC because I do think that they're going to be good. And when I mean I think they're going to be good, I think they're going to be pushing for a spot to make the playoffs. Um, but this is just a team that really is has expectations to possibly make the playoffs. And I just don't know if that's going to happen now. Now, I know my prediction earlier earlier in the year, I said they'd make the playoffs. My mind has changed a little bit just because of the my whole outlook on the whole team and how they're together. So their defense is one thing. Their offense is going to be good. You've got Caleb Williams at the helm. He's, he's a phenomenal player. He won the Heisman last year. Everybody knew that. Some people wanted Duggan to win it. Some people wanted Stetson to win it. Some people wanted Hendon Hooker to win it. But Caleb Williams ended up winning it, the guy who painted his fingernails, which, by the way, that's what you want to do. Go ahead. I'm not going to knock it either way. Whatever you do, you do you do your talking on the football field. And obviously he backed that up. Now, did he beat Utah? No, he did not beat Utah. Uh, but that's that's another thing is that, you know, if you're going to paint F Utah on your fingernails, I think that you definitely need to go out and beat Utah because it definitely came back – as a slap in the face. Um, so now, <laughs> whether whether who slapped you in that face, I don't. If their fingernails were painted, I don't know. But I don't know anybody, anybody on Utah's football team that had uh, their fingernails painted. But anyways, back to the back to the whole gist of things. I don't see this defense getting any better. Uh, it, and it's just that. Uh, so I, I, my first overrated team of the year goes to USC. Um, or excuse me. When I go back, I don't think that USC is going to improve any, and I'm just going to leave that at that. Um, also, we have another team, and quite possibly could be in the SEC. And, yes, they are in the SEC. And it is just quite the opposite of USC. It is the other USC. It is the other USC, U of SC, South Carolina. There we go. It's Spencer Rattler, he has something to prove to me this year. Now, I'll look upon it, and you look at last year, and I've said this prior, um, he played well last year toward the end of the year. Now, are we going to get that same Spencer Rattler, or are we going to get the Spencer Rattler who was playing uh, earlier on in the year when you're playing uh, Georgia? You know, it, it, So, it's I, I have my mind twirling because I look at how good that he could be and how good that he – I look at how good he could be and then how how average he could be because of how he was last year up to the la- up to the final two three games of the season. Now, you do what you did against the Tennessees of the world or the uh, you do what you did to the Clemsons of the world. Then hey, looky there. You even played good against Notre Dame. And now I know that first half against Clemson, you you did throw two interceptions. That's how your team got down first off. But you came back in that game and you rallied and gave your team and your fans something to really you know, raise their hands and clap about. So, I think that I think that Spencer Rattler can be good, but I just don't know if he can. I just I just don't know if he ends up taking that next step. You know, to where he is consistently playing like <laughs> the the final two games of last year. So, if if I'm gonna sit here and say that Spencer Rattler. Uh, if I'm going to sit here and confidently say that Spencer Rattler is going to be 
miles better than he was last year at the beginning of the season. I, I just can't because I can't I can't be com- I can't confidently say that. And for me to sit here and tell you guys that, that would be just a plain for me it would be a lie because I cannot confidently say that. But some people think that some people can, and that's fine. I, with me, my take personally, I do not think so, and we'll find out later in the year what happens with that. But I, just, I just do not see Spencer Rattler, uh, being elite all year. Um, like I said, some others that I'm entitled to my own opinion. That that is what I think. It, it, now maybe he does. Maybe he does. Now say this team jumps out to seven and two, or heck, six and three. And because everybody knows this South Carolina team is not going to jump out to, oh, 8-1. and one. I don't think they're going to be next year's Tennessee, you know. So, or this year's Tennessee, excuse me. So I just don't think that they have it in them. Now, obviously it's possible. It's college football. <laughs> Anything's possible in college football. You look at the years past and you can see that. But I, I don't see it happening. Uh, now, their defense. I think their defense actually could be, could be better than – uh, last year, and on the offensive side of the ball, you have one of the best wide receivers in football. Let's 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 state that first off. Uh, Juice Wells is going to be good. Um, I, I I think that if Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells are on the same page all year, this could really be a phenomenal year for the two of them. Uh, and if not, if they're not winning games, this could still be a phenomenal year for both of the two who could possibly be. High up in the draft next year, like you know, let's not get it twisted. But what one thing that one thing that I want to go ahead and state is that you know th- th- this is still a South Carolina team that needs to be proven. So you go into week one, you need to get that W. You, you, in week five, you need to be on the same page all year because if you're not, you're going to get bitten in the rear end. And these teams at the end of the year, you have. Uh, the Clemsons, and then you also play Georgia in week three. Those teams are going to kick. Those teams are going to kick you in the teeth if you're not uh, if you're not on your A game. So my top two my top two overrated teams of the year, uh, the both of the USC's. All right, so get it get it together. All right, for Link, for Lincoln Riley's team, I really want to see the defense improve before I make any assumptions. Now I know I've already made assumptions. I've made predictions, but that's it's different because you know. We're co- I, I'm, a, I'm an analyst here, okay? I've, I want to see week one what this team is doing, all right? And then with, with South Carolina, I want to see week one, week two, week three. I want to see what this team is doing, how this team performs against Georgia. It That is a big one because you – I mean, right off the bat. So that one's going to be interesting. Uh, South Carolina is going to have to be firing on all cylinders. Uh, so – I feel like it can be an it can be a competitive game, but I'm definitely gonna have to I'm definitely gonna have to be proven by South Carolina in weeks one and two that this is gonna be a done deal, you know, and that that, that you're gonna have a you're gonna you're gonna have a good offense and you're gonna have a good defense. I need to see it firsthand. Um, but other than that, you know, and I look I look at the offense of South Carolina and you know I I think that I think they can be pretty decent. Um, Better than last year, we'll see. You know, you're gonna have to have those connections though. Spencer Rattler, make those throws that you did at the end, at the uh, at the end of last year. Make those throws on the on the regular. Make people make these NFL scouts look at Spencer Rattler and say, "Wow, you know, this kid has improved significantly from last year." You know, so he he's got the fundamentals. Can he do it? Now we're gonna see if that's gonna be put into place. So. 
I there we go. Both the UFCs, I have them out the way. Now I want to jump over to the underrated teams. People teams that people aren't necessarily talking about and aren't necessarily talking about, but are on that that they're they're gonna take that next step. And first up, I have none other than the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And I think this team could be really good. First off, I want to go ahead and say Texas Tech has a pretty cool wide receiver by the name of Hayden Wigginton. And <laughs> pretty cool, he's got my name. But he actually sings country music, and it's actually pretty good. So I'll go ahead and shout him out. But um, I would like to I would just go ahead and jump into Texas Tech. Um, Joey McGuire, <laughs> there's something about the way that he had this team going last year. You took him to eight. You took him to uh, seven and five. Now, I want to see a leap. Now this is a team that returns some key talent, and but you lose a one of your best defensive players that you've had in ten years. You lose him to the NFL draft this past year. That sucks. But you've got guys coming back, and that is what this team needs. It. And now you you lose someone on the defensive side of the ball. Tony Bradford, defensive tackle for Texas Tech, he's got that experience. I think he can be. I can think he can come up huge for this team. You also have Jalen Hutchins. They can come up huge for this team because what they need is some leadership up front. Both defensive tackles, both seniors. That is what this team needs. You come back to the offensive side of the ball. You have uh, Dre McCray. Dre McCray. Wow, my, I cannot talk today. It um also sorry I've got a little sinus infection. We're just getting over it. It'll be fine. But uh, Dre McCray coming in, I think he can do some. I think he's he can do some good for this team. Now you look at last year, and you had you have Donovan Smith who transferred out, and he now that to me seems like that that is interesting because you transfer to now in conference foe Houston. You transfer there. All right, now you have now you have uh, Tyler Show coming in now. Everybody remembers Tyler's show from Oregon. Was not the best quarterback there. Then you had you had some guys come in. Wasn't decided that Oregon was probably not in his best interest. Now you have Tyler's show transferring to Texas Tech. He sat last year. Now he's going to play. You uh, know, you've had some different quarterbacks that played last year for for Texas Tech. You had Baron Morton play. You had uh, Donovan Smith play. These were due to injuries. Uh, now Smith is transferred out. So you got Show still on the roster. You have Morton still on the roster. So, or not, uh, Baron Morton. Baron Morton is his name. It I couldn't remember if I was pronouncing that right. Um, but I I genuinely think that this Texas Tech team can cause some mayhem in the Big Twelve. And I'm not saying that this team can go out and win the Big Twelve. Well, they actually can, by the way. I will go ahead and say that because with the Big Twelve, it's going to be every week. You know, it's going to be fifty fifty every week in my in my opinion because. You look at how these teams line up. They're going to be even. They're going to be even. It, Malik Dunlap for Texas Tech. He has some of he has some of that experience on the defensive side of the ball. Coming in at corner, he has more experience than these other guys. Played pretty decent last year. Now I want to see what he can do this year. See if he can take that secondary to a different level. Now, it's going to be tough because. Everybody, everybody knows and has seen these Big Twelve defenses are not are not top tier. But this Texas Tech defense was not horrible last year. They were they weren't great, but they weren't horrible. So I'll go ahead and get out get that out the way. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, you've got to be better. Tyler showed you've got to get the ball to your your uh, your key wide receivers. 
Dre, Dre McCray, by the way, when he transferred into transferred in from Austin P this year, he that is a big step for him. Can he take that talent that he incorporated over his years at uh, Austin P and really put those ta- put the talent on for display with Texas Tech now? It's going to be interesting, but I think this is a this is a Texas Tech th- Texas Tech team that could really that could really cause some uh, damage in the Big Twelve. Uh, you got Texas who they'll, they'll play. It, that's going to be a good one. That'll be one that'll have a bunch of eyes on it come uh, come midseason. Then you have uh, Jerron Bradley, wide receiver. He's going to be er, he's going to be he's going to be a key player for this offense as well. Now I know I, I keep going back and forth and going back and forth, but I think he is going to be key as well. Um, now you look at you look at teams like Texas. They're going to be good. Like I said, that midseason matchup is going to be very, very interesting. Um, you look at other teams. You've got Oklahoma. It, you've got Baylor. Last year when you played Baylor, it was not not pretty to see at all. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I want to see. I want to see Texas Tech take their talent to another level and really develop and really become that eight and four to nine and three team that they can be. So it uh. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but we'll see what happens. But I don't necessarily – like I said, I don't see this team making making the playoffs or anything. But I think that this Texas Tech team can make some – can cause some damage and they'll do good in the long run. Next up for our uh, teams on the underrated list, uh, Kentucky. <laughs> this, is a, uh, this is a team that I've uh, mentioned in – Mentioned in uh, earlier episodes, I feel like this team had not too much to talk about from what I've said uh, in prior episodes, but this team could make some noise. Uh, like, I, like I said last episode, that one game in Alabama late in the season, you at home, imagine that game's played at night. That's going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, you've got Tennessee at home this year. You're on the road to Georgia, but you've got Florida at home as well. Uh, you've got Missouri at home. Missouri, eh, we'll see how they'll be. You know, uh, you go to South Carolina and to to Louisville at the end of the year. So just a few games to just a few games to highlight before I go into anything else. And and then a big question mark: Devin Leary. How is he going to perform this year? Uh, you then you also have Ray Davis transferring in from uh, Vanderbilt, play uh, running back. It's going to be interesting because you look at last year. You had Will Levis. He went in the third. What was it? The third round to the Titans. Anyways, it. I. I feel like that he can be better than what Will Levis was last year. Now there was a bunch of noise around Will Levis in the offseason, in the offseason before last year, and in the offseason this past year. So, it's. I think that he can be better than Will Levis. I. I. I really do think that. And. He's going he's gonna to have to be accurate. Now, you come from NC State and Kentucky, you're making that jump from the ACC defenses to the SEC defenses. It's going to be tougher, but if you look at the it, you look at the uh you look at the competition. Look at the competition from the ACC to the SEC. And it's different. Now, he's going to make that jump. I do think he is going to make that jump, and I think he's going to be better, but how is he going to handle it mid-season? You know, he's going to get in the middle of the season and be like, you know, hey, wow, you know, I've I've faced the the Georgias of the world already, and I've faced Florida, who is I feel like their defense is going to be better than last year's. Uh, you do listen, keep pieces, but you could be better. So you get to midseason, you get to about to face Tennessee, who did not have a great defense last year, but could could be could be improved. Uh, the Mississippi States of the world, 
you've already faced Georgia, you've already faced Florida, you've got uh, Vanderbilt, Missouri. You've got all those teams under your belt. You get to the back half of your schedule. You've got Tennessee, Mississippi State, Alabama, South Carolina, and Louisville. How's he going to handle that? Because once you get halfway into the season, he's going to be thinking, you know, hey, I'm in the SEC now. I'm playing with the big dogs. You've got to have that realization of, you know, I'm here. And I'm sure he will have that. I know he's facing some tough guys already in practices and OTAs and all that and everything going on. So I feel like he'll make the jump. But we'll just see come midseason how this Kentucky team is. Now, if they're not better – then, then whatever, come after me. Uh, but I feel like they will be. Uh, now, my last, my last overrated team, and I will let y'all guys go if I don't want to, if, if I don't want to keep y'all around for a little bit. Uh, we're gonna go with the Washington Huskies. Now, people are saying that you know, hey, you know this this team is not this team is not overrated. If anything, if, if anything, this team is uh, overrated. I, I I just disagree. It. I feel like that this team can can really do a lot of good. Now this team is project, projected to win around eight to nine wins, possibly ten. I think that they can get ten or eleven. Now everybody say, hold your horses, Hayden. Hold your horses. No, I, I'm going full in. Now listen, listen to this. Everybody might not be on the same page that I am, but we, you're coming in. You have Michael Penix Jr. You have Dylan Johnson who transferred from. Uh, the transfer from Mississippi State, who is going to be a dang good running back, by the way. Then you have Jalen McMillan, and then you have Rome Odunzi. I, I probably butchered that last name, but it you've got so you've got a lot of great pieces offensively that this team could easily put up thirty five points per game. Now I say that, and people are like, you know, Hayden, slow your roll a little bit. It, you still got Oregon in the conference. You still got the USC, USC's of the world. You still got the Washington States of the world. It, you still got <laughs> Arizona. No, nobody's talking about Arizona. Uh, <laughs> but you've got you've got the, you've got some difficult teams on the schedule. You know, we'll start with Week One, Boise State, which could be a trick game. Now that is one that I have highlighted because it, it just it just screams upset. Now I don't. I'm not saying that it will be, but I I want to see. I want to see how this Washington team comes into this comes into the season. I want to see if they can really put up, put, really put a beat down on Boise State. Is it going to be close? Is Boise State going to possibly sneak in an upset win? It. This is just a. This is a game full of possibilities for me. Now I, and I, I guess one of the one of the key possibilities is that you know Washington wins this game by. 24 points, you know, it, I don't know, and that's what makes this game so interesting, is that Boise State can do some good things, now, you look at last year, and the years past, they have not had great seasons, my, I think my favorite Boise State athlete of all time was probably Kellen, Kellen, uh, Kellen Moore, back in, what was it, 2000, 2009, 2008, uh, one, one of my favorite games was when they played, I believe it was Utah, and uh, it was it was a post he, he threw it it was a post over the middle late in the game with just set, with like a minute to spare or seconds he, he threw a post over the middle well he's he's running across the field then another Boise State wide receiver is coming across the field but behind him he laterals it to him and he takes it and scores a winning touchdown that is my favorite that, that I, I'm off topic but that is my favorite 
uh, memory of Boise State of all time. Uh, no, no contest. And then you have uh, when they played Florida State a few years back and really gave them a run for their money. That was a fun one to watch because that was a game that everybody was introduced to uh, Hank Brockmeyer. So that, that was a fun game. But back to Washington versus Boise State. If if Washington can, can get a win on the board versus Boise State, you get a win versus Tulsa, you get a win versus Michigan State. Look at Michigan State. That's going to be a fun one. You look at last year. People were like, oh, man, Michigan State's got this game. And then you come out and you demolish Michigan State. If you can do that this year, just just imagine how the, the hype is going to be when you're, when you're going 3-0 right into California. 4-0 coming out of California. 5-0 coming out of, <laughs> coming out of Arizona. Then you get a big one. You get a big one versus Oregon, but you got them at home, so that's a plus. And it is tough to play in that Washington football stadium, let me tell you. It is tough. And you don't believe me? Go ask some of the Pac-12 fans out there who have been to that stadium and know, I'm telling you, it. people don't like going to Washington to play. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you that right now. Um, that's going to be a tough one. For right now, I have Washington winning that game and proving to 6-0. and Then you go to Arizona State. You win that game. I think you're 7-0 and heading into Stanford. You're 8-0. Now you go to, you go to the Rose Bowl to face USC. And now how's this going to, how's this one going to fare out, you say? I, I don't know. Because this is, this is a game that could go either way. I don't know much about either defense, but because there's because because of the so many question marks. But I think that if Washington gets this game, I think it could really put everybody on notice. Because you win this game, you're still undefeated and sitting at nine and zero. Then you because the rest of your games are Utah. That's another hard one. You have Oregon State, and then you have Washington State. Oregon State's going to be good this year, and I think that Washington State is also going to be decent this year. Washington State, you've got Cam Ward at quarterback. He is good. Now I know, I know. Last year he did. He had some games that were not necessarily, or some people would say, characteristic of him. But I think that he's going to take that leap and be a very, very good quarterback this year. Uh, Oregon State, you got DJ Uyangale, transfer from uh, Clemson. That one's going to be fun. By the way, he got drafted. <laughs> he got drafted this year in like the twentieth round. Of the uh, of the Major League Baseball draft, I thought that was really cool. I never even knew that he was like a baseball player. So, uh, but apparently he was really good in high school. Never played a an inning in college. But what do I know? It he apparently he's got some pretty good talent, dude. If you're taking him in the Major League Baseball draft, he's talented, guys. It uh, last year was a little bit of a down year for him and. Looking at the year before, I thought I thought personally it was going to be good, but uh, or years prior I thought it was going to be good just from seeing him play uh, at Notre Dame that one year when he was he was in for the injured Trevor Lawrence. Uh, everybody thought he was going to be good, and then he comes and he does does just does not play well. Uh, now you've got Clay Cade Clubnett taking over for um for Clemson coming into this year, which is going to also going to be another team. That is going to be interested, and not, and also they are not talked about enough. That team is severely underrated, I do believe. They could really make some noise coming into the year and possibly make the playoffs. But them and Florida State are going to be button heads all year, and when they butt heads uh, early on in the season, week four, week five, that's going to be a fun one to watch. That's probably game college game day is probably going to be there. That one's going to be a fun one. Uh, back to Washington, though. 
It you've got here are my three key games to watch for for Washington. You play Oregon at home, then you have USC on the road. Now you go into the Rose to the Rose Bowl. That could be a difficult game. That is going to be a difficult game. And then you come back home, and you've got none other than the Utah Utes, the Pac-12 champions from just a year ago. And look, by, by the way, let me go ahead and brag on Utah for a second. This could also be a very good team. I'm not saying they're underrated or overrated. I haven't really picked anything for them yet. I haven't looked at them enough to know. But I think that Utah is going to be very good this year. Um, Cam Rising, by the way, is an absolute dog. You're getting a wide receiver from Florida State. Uh, the Pittman brother, Micah Pittman. So that was that was going to be fun to watch. That's going to be a fun matchup or a fun duo. So U- Utah's going to be good. Uh, back to Washington, though. It they're going to be interesting. Watch out for this team come week five, week six. You know, you're starting off one, two, three. I think you start off the year five and zero. All right. Then you have Arizona State six and zero, seven and zero against Stanford. Uh, Stanford. Possibly nine and zero. Now it's difficult because you get to USC and Utah of of the schedule. Man, that's a tough that's a tough stretch. Those two games, those will be a tough stretch for them. Could you imagine if Washington ran the board? Now that's an interesting take. Now I don't know if that'll happen. I think you do lose one. Or, I think you lose one or two games. But if that happened, that would be insane because then you have a total shakeup in the college football playoff. Wow, that is something to think about. Um, phone call. We'll leave that one out for now. It uh, anyways. So you for Washington, I think that you can really, really compete. But it's just going to come down to the, those three key games. And then at the end of the game, you have the Apple Cup, which everybody knows and loves, uh, versus Washington State. By the way, that game is also at home. So, but that, but those last. Those last five, six games, uh, you got Oregon, Washington State, Stanford. Then you have USC, Utah, Oregon State, and Washington State. Those are all going to be some really close games to look at. But so, so Washington, another team that I think is underrated. And now my last team that I think could be very, very good and make some noise in the Big Ten. Yo, now, now let's go ahead and make it straight. All right, the Big Ten is. <laughs> with the conferences are kind of one-sided, all right? So you've got Michigan and Ohio State in the same division. And then you flip the other side. Last year, you had Purdue, uh, the Purdue's of the world. You have, had Illinois. You had Wisconsin was not very great last year. But you had those two at the top. And then you had the Northwesterns of the world who won two games. <laughs> but uh, I feel like w- Wisconsin could really be good this year. You bring in Tanner Mordecai. It, that that was a phenomenal pickup, by the way. It now with him coming all the way from SMU, that is phenomenal. Luke Fickle, I believe, is going to do a great job in this first year as the head coach for the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, I like Wisconsin. I like this Wisconsin team, and I feel like that they can really do some damage in that Big Ten West and possibly even win it, and then go play in the Big Big Ten championship game, and then eventually probably lose to Michigan, uh, who I believe will win the Big Twelve this or excuse me the Big Ten this year. And end up going to the playoffs once again. Like, see if they can get past the first round this time. It uh, but this Wisconsin, this Wisconsin team is is built up on some really really good players. Now you have a you have a one two punch at, at running back. You got Braylon Allen, Braylon Allen, and Ches Malusi. Now Ches Malusi is not talked about enough because the guy is very dynamic. He's speedy. 
He can break tackles. He's not. Like when you're watching Ches Malusi play and he's he's just very good. It and the thing with Ches Malusi is he's kind of outshined by Braylon Allen. Braylon Allen can just kind of is this big power back who who would just run you over if you're standing in front of him. This guy's been in the uh been in college football for 2 years. Literally played a year because uh, he reclassified. He played a year and was 17 years old. I remember watching – broke free for a long run uh, at 17 years old and ended up scoring a touchdown and helping that Wisconsin team win that football game. So he's kind of outshined in that department by Braylon Allen, but do not get it twisted. Ches Malusi is a straight-up athlete. Um, whenever I think of Ches Malusi, I think of more as a, as a receiving back, but he's, he's a straight-up dog. Don't let Braylon Allen – Braylon Allen outshine or over don't overlook uh Chesmalusi just because Braylon Allen is in this running back room. So you you've got other key pieces as well. Your defense, I believe, is going to be good. Usually the the defense is a strong suit for Wisconsin. Uh first off, starting out at safety, you have Hunter Waller. Hunter, he's gonna be good. Last year, very physical safety. And this year I think he's just gonna bring even more intensity to this team. If anybody's watching the weight room videos, by the way. From this Wisconsin team, absolutely electric. Uh, it's there's videos of Braylon Allen squatting some insane weight. Um, now I'm not talking Nick Chubb weight, but Nick Chubb is in his fourth, fifth year in the NFL. <laughs> Braylon Allen is in his going into his third year in college and is one of the best running backs in college football right now. But it uh, Hunter Waller is going to Hunter Waller is going to be very good for this team this year. You've got other guys in the secondary. You've got uh, John Torcio. And Komai Olatu, and you you've got you've got some different guys on this defensive side of the ball that can really 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 take this team from you know last year how it was by the way not a good team to a to a very decent team. So you go from six from a six win season to possibly a seven to eight win season in your first year for Luke Fickle. To me, that's a that's a dub. It, uh, you've also got Travian Blaylock and Austin Brown as well. Those guys are more on the younger end. Now, I, what I want to see from them is a little bit of development from last year. Because if if those two take a step, then this defense, then this defense for Wisconsin could be nasty. And I'll just leave it there. It, um, I think they're going to be great. It, but you're you're going to have to have a lot of improvement. Um, this, or I, I won't say great. This team could be very good. But it's, they're, you're going to have to have some development there. It, uh, but you've got Scholar Bell, who could really be, who could really be uh, good. Uh, you've got Davion Varner on the defensive side of the ball, James Thompson as well. So I'm looking for improvement for this Wisconsin team. Not saying that this team is going to go ahead and win the Big Ten, but I'm looking for some improvement, and I think they will, and that, that's just that. And uh, I've went through my overrated teams. I've went through my underrated teams. Everybody for listening, thank you so much for listening. I will be back next week with another episode. Haven't decided if I want to take a college football route or a uh, major league baseball route yet, but it, uh, I will let you know. I will let you guys know soon within the coming days. By the way, keep you can keep up uh, with me a lot on Facebook as well on my business page. Just follow the Hayden Coker Show, my podcast page on there, and you can keep up with me. I have a post almost every day, it um. So just do that, and I will see you guys next time. Thank y'all. Take care.